There's always a place to land, and lucky for you, you have landed on the St. Bernard Files, a Dark Wing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and joining me today is... Tiffany Silverbron. Hey, Tiffany, what's going on? Nothing much. What have you been up to? Uh, just clean spring cleaning, I suppose. <laughs> ah, yeah, same here, actually. Um... <laughs> Nothing new. Everything's everything's going cool. You're good. Yeah, going good. Oh. All right. So, folks, um, we are taking you back, 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 back to the oldest thing we have talked about yet. We are going to season one Ducktales episodes. We're finally starting some of them. Not all of them. Don't ask. But some of them. Uh, especially the ones starring Launchpad. I figure, you know what, why not? He's a very important part of Darkwing Duck. So let's talk about where he got started. And there was one that Tiffany really wanted to do with me. Which one is that? What are we doing today? Armstrong. Woo, yes, definitely a classic, classic first season DuckTales episode. Um, Before we get into it, why don't we talk a bit about Launchpad on DuckTales? Um, I'm going to say something that our Darkwing fans might find to be sacrilege, but I think Launchpad is a stronger character on DuckTales. Definitely. <laughs> I think he's funnier. I think he's more nuanced. And I think he's more important to that show than Darkwing Duck. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with Gizmo Duck. I think that they make Launchpad a little annoying on Darkwing, where I never felt annoyed by Launchpad on DuckTales ever. See, here's the thing with DuckTales. In DuckTales, Launchpad is the hero of the show. And he is really fitting the role of this dashing would-be hero dressed in a very, like, the aviator getup is very, like, 1940s hero kind of thing. And he has a lot of bravado. He thinks he's something special. And it fits the show a lot more than Darkwing Duck. Because um, on DuckTales, he stands out more. He's the only character like this, at least until Gizmo Duck shows up. And he, he also kind of has that super laid back, like 80s, 90s specific, like cool guy charm. <laughs> yeah, he's very entertaining. On Darkwing, though, to be honest with you, he doesn't really fit. Um, because Darkwing is the accident prone hero. Launchpad doesn't really need to be there, especially as Goslin gets a, to be a stronger character as the show goes on. She overshadows Launchpad. Yeah. And I feel like to make him work on Darkwing, they have to dumb him down. I mean, he wasn't the brightest guy on DuckTales, but he had wit. Yep. On Darkwing Duck, he's just kind of stupid. Yeah, and... He just he comes off way older on Darkwing, so I think it works more thinking of Launchpad as like this twenty somethings guy that's not that smart and it's a little not as entertaining if you think of him as like someone in their forties <laughs> that's not that smart. I see it. And and and, it, and it's totally why I, I I don't understand why fans get so upset. When Tad Stone says those two shows are different universes, and he always <laughs> uses Launchpad as an example, it's like, of course it's different universes. Look at this character. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, it is, it's weird because it is the same characters, but it totally makes sense with his whole thing that he said about Silver Age comic books. Like, I get it. And you kind of just have to let that stuff go. You can't just, you know, like with those comic books, you can't just read something and be like, okay, this is set in stone of how everything is like in this universe. Yeah, I mean, on Darkwing, there is a Duckburg, there is a Scrooge McDuck, there is a Launchpad and a Gizmo Duck, but it doesn't mean that their experiences and stories are exactly the same. I, I guess that 
might be too abstract for some people, maybe. I don't maybe know. Maybe they should do a real, like, crisis of infinite darklings. <laughs> <laughs> a real multiverse kind of thing yeah. with, like, multiple launch pads. We, ha- yeah. we have at least three. <laughs> yeah. That would be um, great, actually. <laughs> but he's funnier on DuckTales. I mean, we know. It's it's really, it's true. All the best quotes on the show are from Launchpad. And I've always loved how Terry McGovern voices him on DuckTales more than Darkwing. The voices even kind of sound different. Yeah, his delivery is way better on DuckTales. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. I remember a few weeks ago when me and you talked, I I threw out some of my favorite Launchpad lines from uh, DuckTales. And what I'll mention right now is a couple from The Duck and the Iron Mask, where um, uh, the, the the duck who was in the Iron Mask, whatever his character was, I've forgotten it already. Um, I had seen it recently, but I can't even remember, was talking about how his brother put the iron mask on him and locked him in the dungeon and it's all in narration. Then you hear Launchpad go, does he ever come visit? (laughs) (laughs) And Scrooge is like, hush. And then, then later they jump out of the the prison cell that being held in and they land in a hay bale and Scrooge goes, ah, this is like jumping into me money. And Launchpad's like, really? I have to try that sometime. And Scrooge is like, no. And Launchpad's like, right. <laughs> Whereas on Darkwing... He says, he says, whoa, way too much on Darkwing. Yeah, most of his dialogue on Darkwing is like, whoa, or GDW. And, yeah. that's, and that's really it. Like, the only time Launchpad feels like DuckTales Launchpad on Darkwing is the one that always jumps out at me. In Quiverwing Quack, when he talks about, like, you know, if you hug the child too tight, it might smother. And the greatest thrill is seeing it fly all by itself. And Drake goes, wow, your dad said that? And Launchpad's response is, yep, right before he kicked me out and told me to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) That is DuckTales Launchpad. (laughs) And, um... So, yeah, we picked Armstrong because it's a Launchpad episode. Um... But also because, damn, this episode looks good. Yeah, it's amazing. It is so good. Um, it sounds so good, too. The music is just phenomenal in this one. Um, early yeah, DuckTales like episodes. Go ahead, Tiff. If I was to describe it, and maybe this is a little weird, but if I was to describe it in one word, I would say clean. Like yeah. everything. Like perfectly like clean and there's no messiness with the music cues with the animation with the voice acting with anything it's just like really clean right um i think that was a reason why this one ended up airing in the first week of shows i mean when you when you list the five shows that aired that first week you had send in the clones um sphinx for the memories where no duck has gone before this one and robot robbers. Oh, all five of them are great episodes. Yeah. But I think none more than Armstrong. Um, just throwing out the air date. You see how old we're getting here. Um, September 24th, 1987. I know I watched it when it first aired. No. <laughs> huh? No, that does make me feel old. I remember that, too. (laughs) Yes, I know I watched the entire first. I I think I watched the entire first season when it first aired. I don't think I missed any of them. Um, This one was directed by Alan Zasloff, who helped with a lot of these shows. Gummy Bears, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing, Aladdin, obviously, DuckTales. This guy went as far back as, like, Schlesinger and UPA. Uh, he wow. died, I think, about four or five years ago at 91. So, wow. wow, yeah, he lived a long time, really busy life, um, and was written by Michael Keyes. Um, he wrote Robot Robbers, Super Dew, um, Launchpad's, Launchpad's First Crash, and a few other episodes. Um, not much animation writing. This is the only significant thing he did for Disney. But like I said, early DuckTales episodes aren't really known for their writing. 
Um, they're fine for the most part. I think a lot of them succumb to 80s cliches. Uh, especially the mystery episodes get very Scooby-Doo at times. Um, <laughs> and they're not as funny as the later ones or Darkwing Duck. But I do think what the early DuckTales episodes have going for them is the technical proficiency. Yep. Because the first 50-some-odd episodes went to TMS, which is the premier Japanese animation studio. Like, bar none. Um, you familiar with TMS's work, Tiffany? Um, not necessarily. <laughs> well, I know that work was getting harder to find in Japan, so TMS looked to America to get work. And Disney snatched them up pretty quick and put them on Gummy Bears and Wuzzles and Darkwing and Pooh and early episodes of Rescue Rangers. And well, that's the stuff, the only stuff I'm familiar with. Like, did they do something in Japan that's super famous that I should know? <laughs> I think they did Akira. Oh, really? Yeah. And wow. I think a lot of people working at TMS worked with Miyazaki, too. So, wow. um, yeah, these this is when I say premier Japanese studio, I'm not kidding. Um, they also ended up working on um, Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and Batman, the animated series as well. Oh, like all those amazingly animated Tiny Toons. Yes. Hollywood <laughs> Plucky and Return of Bat Duck and the music video episode. Yeah, that's all TMS. They did the opening title for Tiny Toons, the opening title for Animaniacs. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's those TMS. Standout those standout episodes of Tiny Toons. <laughs> yeah, the, the best ones. The ones that are truly worth watching are TMS. Um, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't like anime all that much. I don't like, especially a lot of the stuff made for TV. I don't like their, their animation shortcuts. Uh, my daughter watches a lot of Pokemon, and I, I just don't <laughs> like... I'm just not a fan of the aesthetic. I'm not a fan of the animation shortcuts. Miyazaki stuff is fine, but that's higher budget. But when you take Japanese animation and you marry it to American budgets, especially from Disney or Warners, that's when you impress me. And yeah. Armstrong, yeah. I would say, might be mm -hmm. one of the best animated DuckTales episodes of all of them. Yeah. Um, and um, we're gonna we're gonna hit the we're gonna hit the stuff that impresses us. But go ahead, Tim. <laughs> no, just talking about Japanese animation. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of in the middle with it. I wouldn't say that I dislike it, but I've never. It always just seems like a lot of work to like super get into it. So I've seen I mean, like a handful of movies, a lot of movies that I really like, and a couple of TV shows. And see. I find the Japanese draft, draftsmanship is amazing. They know how to draw things. Like, they can draw things amazing. The attention to detail and, the, and these, just, they're so amazing at it. But I've never loved the way they actually animate things. Um, yeah, they use a lot of, like, you know, layered cells. <laughs> or, the, or the camera will move to imitate movement. Or yeah. characters will make old jump back and forth to expressions or it's never fluid and i don't like how the mouth animation never matches the dialogue the mouths are animated first and the dialogue is layered over it which is not how they do it in america um yeah. so when so when you put the proficiency with the art along with the american budgets and how they make cartoons that's when tms to me really shines um, so let's get into the episode. Um, very, very popular DuckTales episode with a long shelf life. This was, this episode was adapted as the first Gladstone DuckTales issue in 1988. Yep. And I know they made, a, I know they made a storybook of it too. So this one yep. is a well-known episode. How does it start? Um, so it starts off with a train um, with dollar signs on it, so you know it's Scrooge's train. <laughs> and you got DuckTales music already is impressing me. Yep, and you got um, even the train itself, like the way it's breathing is really nice, not lazy at all. Nope. <laughs> and um, 
you go inside one of the cabins and you see Scrooge and he's playing checkers with uh, the nephews and he's using gold pieces instead of black pieces. Don't you love the way those gold nuggets are drawn? Oh, they look amazing. Like they have shade, different shades and they're glittering. It's like, yep. Wang wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And he's, he's beating the kids. Um, I can play a mean game of checkers with it, too. <laughs> Alan Young is the best. I love him. Yeah. Okay, so there's a rock slide. So the train has to make a stop. And then we pick up and we meet up with Launchpad. What's Launchpad doing? He's uh, flying around in the Joyrider. Wait, Joyrider, right? No, yes. Sunchaser. Okay. Sunchaser. <laughs> Sun is his plane from Launchpad's first crash, and they pick that up on DuckTales 2017 and call his plane that. But on DuckTales, okay. it's the it's the Joyrider. Got it. Yeah, so Joyrider, and um, he, there's a fire happening, and the firefighters are having a hard time getting to it, and Launchpad is there to help them, and he, in true like launch Launchpad fashion, gets his scarf caught on a lover of the plane and ends up accidentally putting the fire out. <laughs> and uh, he can't see because the smoke is too thick. He's like, I can't see where I'm going. Never yep. stopped me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, the fireman, one of the firefighters is voiced by Peter Cullen. I don't think we've ever talked about him on the show. Yeah, um, he does like the police guy, right? Yeah, he was Admiral he was Admiral Grimmitz too, uh oh, yeah, Donald Duck's for, superior officer. Yeah. And he's also Bank Job Beagle, um, several voices on Rescue Rangers. He was the original Monterey Jack. And I think as far as Disney goes, he's most well known for playing Eeyore. Mm. Oh yeah. So yeah, he he's I don't think he was in Darkwing Duck at all or Tailspin or anything after that. But I think so. wasn't he Optimus Prime? Oh, or was he? Maybe? Will would know. I gotta ask Will. I wish I knew that. <laughs> so what happens um, next, Tiff? The launchpad gets a call from Scrooge, and he tells him about being stuck on the train. And launchpad flies over. Um, Scrooge tells him that there's no place to land. <laughs> this is this is when TMS the little the little moments impressed me as much as the big ones. When Scrooge leans out the window of the train for a split second, he loses his grip and almost falls out the window. But if you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah. to it, you miss it. But the little little throwaway animation didn't have to be there, but they did it. And that's really impressive. Yeah. Bumping the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he runs out of gas and he... Um, <laughs> just ends up bouncing along the train, which the animation is great for that, too. And he lands on one of the cars and says there's always a place to land. He lands in the coal car, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. TMS was great yeah. with planes. I mean, they didn't do Tailspin, yeah. but this is a preview of just how great the plane animation on that show was. Don't get me yeah. started on Tailspin, Tiffany. I, I need to do an episode <laughs> about that show soon. I marathoned the whole this, thing recently. This is very... This episode is very tailspin episode adjacent too. Well, we're, we're gonna get we'll get into that at the end if we have time. All right. <laughs> so Launchpad is trying to move the rock slide by hand, and he can't do that. And <laughs> so along comes a helicopter, and who's in the helicopter? Gyro. Again, a passenger in the helicopter <laughs> again the intent the attention to detail how the blades are making gyro's hair move like yeah again they don't have to do that but like it's just perfect but who flew the plane armstrong armstrong gyro's the robot <laughs> and um he asks him to clear the tracks and he says i will clear the tracks <laughs> and uh, <laughs> The animation of him running now, you this is like the beginning of seeing the awesome Armstrong animation with his arms swinging. Yep, and his run cycle is so great. He and um switches his legs into like I don't know what you call it 
train wheels kind of connected to the <laughs> yeah, track. Wheels. Yeah, yeah. And and he, uh, he zips along and then he just tosses the boulders like they're nothing into the shape of Scrooge. I, I think. think it's I think it's gyro. The, the beak, beak looks, looks like, like gyro. gyro. Yeah, it could be either. But but I, I will say I will say this, Tiffany. In the comic, they add Gyro saying, hey, he made a likeness of the man who invented him. So I oh. always thought it was Gyro. And Scrooge yeah. says, it would have taken you the rest of your life to move those. And Launchpad goes, maybe longer. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the mansion, Tiffany. And what is transpiring in the mansion? So... Uh... Duckworth is about to vacuum and Scrooge wants tells him to wait and says, let's try um, Armstrong at vacuuming and see how he does. I will vacuum. <laughs> if you think it's proper, sir. But and the, and yeah, Duckworth Arm... not happy. <laughs> yeah, Duckworth isn't happy. They don't actually like dwell on that subject matter of Armstrong taking away Duckworth's job, and Mrs. Beakley's not even in this episode either, so <laughs> it's yeah, it's something they do better in the Tailspin episode that takes the same plot, but I will, I will hopefully get to that later. Um, so Armstrong runs, through, runs around the house with a vacuum, vacuums the house within seconds. Again, there's a shot of him running toward the camera, and the background oh is moving. It's so good, that shot. And the vacuum, you can see it, like, sucking everything up into but it, it. But it's only, like, seconds long. Yeah. It's and so good, that shot. Armstrong gets his own theme music that plays whenever he does things. Do, 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 yep. do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just classic DuckTales music. That's just part. It's just It lives rent-free in my head. Um, so yeah. he, does, he does that, and then we see him wash the car. The limo. And again, I'm just going to sit here praising the heck out of the animation. The perspective of him pushing the limo back into the garage. Yeah. Like, that is such a well-drawn car. Yeah. And it moves in three-quarter perspective when he pushes it back into the garage. Yep. And we do see that he can That's use... Yeah. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say that. You, this is where you see that he can use his, um, like, laser thing to, like, open the garage on his own. He doesn't need the opener. And remember that, because that that comes back later. Yep. And then he cleans the nephew's room. It, it, it literally takes, takes like, him... One second. <laughs> takes him one... Yeah. And the kids were like, we can't even mess it up that fast. <laughs> Yeah. And um, then everyone's having dinner together, including Gyro and Launchpad. And Launchpad starts going on about, you know, robots can do amazing things, but can they have a sense of daring do? Um, can they be heroes? Basically, Launchpad's, you know, he's getting a little threatened by this robot. And Scrooge's idea is a human versus robot race. And flying, a, flying race. A flying race. And obviously Scrooge is thinking financially with this. You know, I'm sure he yep. hopes that if things go well, he'll be selling lots of uh, Armstrong robots. He um, wants to invite potential buyers to the yep. race. So what I find interesting, you see um, Scrooge, Gyro, and the boys sitting in, like, the podium. Also, Webby is there and Mrs. Featherby for, like, two shots. Other than yeah. that, they're not in the episode. Yeah, no lines. And Scrooge calls Launchpad a human. Yeah, I was going to say, that part's really weird. <laughs> so the two of them have their helicopters, and um, the race is off. And I'm sorry, the music they use here is just phenomenal. Yeah, the, the music cue is the electric guitars in this thing. Oh, it's so great! But the animation complements it so yeah. well. It's so beautiful. This part. I love 
love, love the two shots of Armstrong basically going in in and out of the post, like slaloming back and forth. Yep. Like there's the one shot where it's going toward and back from the camera, but then it then it, it shows him coming towards the camera, going mm-hmm. in that it's it's freaking amazing. Yeah. And that's it's like when way the too good for television animation. <laughs> it's way too good for TV animation. And it's also when the electric guitar hits its crescendo in the music. I feel like if anybody in the production crew were worried DuckTales wasn't going to be a good show, I'm sure they looked at this sequence and were like, okay, guys, we got this. Because it's <laughs> so show offy. Yeah, and it's like, they are they they're not even like rotoscoping or computers or anything no it's all by hand yep but speaking of show off what happens to launchpad (laughs) so launchpad goes a different way than armstrong and he ends up being cocky and crashes into a billboard first and then into a farm and lands in the pig pen (laughs) the look on the billboard painter's face is priceless (laughs) it take an extra couple of seconds to show him processing what just happened (laughs) the launch pad's out of the race armstrong wins launch pad does not come back even when night falls the kids are worried about him the backgrounds are really really nice where it's sunset i like and the 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 helicopters with their searchlights looking for launch pad is a nice touch too and uh Duckworth says, you know, the search party is doing all week they can. Besides, it's time for dinner and you have homework to do. So they leave. And that's the end of Act One. Um, so what happens next, Tiff? So then you're they're back at McDuck Manor and you see Launchpad covered in mud, slowly walking up to the door, ringing the doorbell. <laughs> I feel so bad for Launchpad in this scene. It's the kind of humility he never suffered on Darkwing Duck. Yeah. And it really humanizes him on this show. Humanizes. (laughs) I know what I said. I know what I said. (laughs) But I I think he's the most layered character on DuckTales. He's what? The most layered character on DuckTales. Yeah. So, um... He rings the doorbell, and Duckworth says, we were all worried about you, but I'm afraid you missed dinner. And Launchpad goes, I wish I'd missed that billboard. (laughs) (laughs) So Scrooge is in the study with Gyro, planning to create more Armstrongs. He says he's got dozens of orders. Thanks, Launchpad, for his help, and then kicks him out of the room. Yeah, Launchpad feels bad and is trying to apologize to... Scrooge and Scrooge is like no you did the best thing ever for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so then he goes he heads to the kids bedroom what happens then then you see that um, Armstrong is doing all the kids homework which is kind of messed up yeah (laughs) come on kids I thought you were junior woodchucks (laughs) yeah and they say that he is the best friend a kid could ever have Right when Launchpad walks up and hears it. But he walks toward the door with his arm raised up as if he's about to say, hey, little buddies, I'm back. But he doesn't get a word out until the until what they say hits him. And yeah. he is crushed. He just turns around and he leaves. But yeah. Armstrong, Armstrong sees him go. And I think this is the first time Armstrong does the angry eyes thing. Yep, it is. So you know something's up. And, and he uh, said, I am Armstrong. I am your friend. And then they come in with hot chocolate. And the kids just get one marshmallow because Armstrong says it's more efficient. Yep. So, okay. So this is the next messed up sequence. Scrooge brings Armstrong to work the next day. <laughs> super messed up this is messed up (laughs) he tells his employees we never really see much of the employees of the money bin we never really do like a couple of episodes we do 
And then, like, by the midpoint of the show, it's implied that nobody actually works there. But at this point in the series, he has employees. He says he has an announcement to make. And then this, then what happens? And then you just cut to no one is there anymore, and Armstrong is doing their job for them. So, so Scrooge fired, fired his entire everyone. workforce? And that was his announcement. That is really messed up. And they don't <laughs> comment on it. I know. <laughs> so Armstrong does all the work while Scrooge lays on the couch making paper airplanes. <laughs> and when he finally wakes up, it's nighttime. And what happens? So then he sees that his vault is open and thinks that he's being robbed. And he runs over and he sees um, Armstrong in a forklift lifting a bunch of the money. He asks him what he's doing. And he says he's counting money. Oh, yeah. Counting money. Counting counting my my money. (laughs) (laughs) And he um, pushes Scrooge up against the wall with the forklift. Um, How familiar are you with Mystery Science Theater 3000? Um, I don't know. Average. He used to watch religiously, but there's an episode where they watch the movie Fugitive Alien. It's a Japanese uh, TV show that cut into a movie, and one character tries to kill another with a forklift. <laughs> I was I'm a member of a Mystery Science Theater Facebook group, and I managed to find a photo of this shot of Armstrong in the forklift pushing Scrooge against the wall. And in the episode of Mystery Science Theater, the robots kept going, he tried to kill me with a forklift or something like that. <laughs> and so I posted the image on the Facebook group and I wrote, you know, guys, you know what to say. And usually the group is active but not too active. My post got hundreds of likes. <laughs> That's hundreds awesome. of likes. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I want to join that group. <laughs> it's a good group. It's a good group. It's, I mean, it's like I said, it's active, but posts don't usually get over a couple of dozen likes. This yeah. one got hundreds of likes. I guess I just <laughs> tapped a nerve with DuckTales. Um, so Scrooge tries to escape, but Armstrong, I guess, with his remote control, closes the vault door. Yep. And then you see from Scrooge's point of view, a low angle shot of Armstrong. And what does Armstrong say? Um, I am Armstrong. Huh? Yeah, he's, he's a, yeah. I am Armstrong. I am your friend. And it's really creepy. I've heard that yeah. this scared kids. That shot is so great. Where it's like you said, the low angle, and it's like you see the blinding light in his face. And his eyes start growing red, and it does the fade where you just see the red eyes. Into the next shot, yeah. Yep. So we cut to Gyro's barn. You know what I never really realized till recently? Scrooge's three employees that don't live with him are Launchpad, Gyro, and Fenton. Launchpad lives in a shack that he calls <laughs> Launchpad Unlimited, but I don't know if he ever gets any, any <laughs> business. Gyro lives in a barn. And Fenton lives in a trailer park. <laughs> I never really thought about that. That's super messed up. I mean, yeah, Beakley and Duckworth live with Scrooge, but his yeah. three employees who don't live with him live in squalor. I wonder where Mrs. Featherby lives. It's never addressed. <laughs> so Armstrong carries Scrooge upside down into the barn. And then we know something's up. What is what does Armstrong do? Um, he turns on the the sat gyro's giant satellite and sends it back down to Earth and controls all these little helicoptery drone things mm-hmm. and sends them out. And he puts Scrooge and <laughs> and Gyro in the I'm gonna call it the duck blur force field. <laughs> Yep, it's I think the one shot of the episode that ends up in the theme song, but I think it's the most iconic (laughs) shot. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because Scrooge walks into the force field and gets becomes a duck blur. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So back at home, the kids realize that Uncle Scrooge isn't there. 
And Duckworth is like, he never slept in his bed last night. And he also mentions the robot's not there either. So what happens when the kids call the barn? So the phone picks up and it's a gyro sounding voice, but it's Armstrong disguising his voice to be gyro. And he's really mean to the nephews. So they get, they know something's up. Yeah. And they tell them to stay away. But they haven't figured it out yet, but they know something's fishy. Yeah. Um, They want to get their bikes to head over to Gyro's, but Armstrong won't let the garage door open. In fact, he tries to crush them with it. Yep. So they sneak in through the window, get their bikes, and what does Armstrong do now? Um, he... He says, I will give them trouble. I will give them <laughs> and, trouble. <laughs> and he um, sends out a bunch of toys from a toy shop that they're riding by to chase after them. Some tanks and some airplanes. And Wait, um, where was the part where he says, <laughs> which I don't know how I forgot this because it's like my favorite line of his where he says if I was human I would find this amusing I don't remember exactly when that takes place it's around now because it's the act break I can't remember exactly (laughs) but another piece of character animation I really love the nephews are trying to escape the toys and Huey is riding the bike and you you can see the gears turning in his head as he he has this look on his face like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, they're just toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because there's a moment where w- w- one of his eyebrows is like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and he just straight up flips the tanks over. <laughs> yep. And the toy planes fly into the drones. And yeah. that's when they put it together. You know, who do you know who has remote control powers? Like opening automatic garage doors. And then, <laughs> then they realize what they're up against. Yep. So, so they, they head. Yeah. Go ahead, Tiff. Um, yeah, they head to gyros. And now there's like giant fences and defense things. Barbed wire. <laughs> Barbed wire, yeah, and um, they're confused, and they try to ride in, and their bike gets zapped and melted. Their bikes get zapped and melted. Louis is pissed. Yep. (laughs) Louis is not happy. (laughs) But the lasers chase them away. Yeah. And they're like, who's crazy enough to face that robot? And who is crazy enough to face the robot? Launchpad. Okay, so they head to Launchpad's house, who is packing. He wants to go away to think. Oh, poor Launchpad. I know, it's so sad. Going away for a while to think. Um, <laughs> no Doofus in this one. I'm sure Doofus would have been there like, you can do it, Launchpad, I believe in you. <laughs> yep. We're going to do a Doofus episode sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they explain what happened to Armstrong. Armstrong just turned evil i'll get back to that and launch pad's like ah the metal miracle flipped his mainspring huh or whatever he says (laughs) um the problem is flying because a high-tech plane armstrong can control but luckily the joyrider just has ups and downs launch pad says so they take off in the joyrider but they have some opposition there what's what happens he sends fighter jets after them (laughs) nice and they fire a missile at him, which is pretty harsh. <laughs> and Launchpad everything else that he's done so Launchpad's far. able to dodge out of the way because he breaks the jo- the control <laughs> stick of the Joyrider and makes it look like he did it on purpose. <laughs> yep. Um, another great Launchpad line is in um, Working for Scales, the fourth part of the um, the Firefly Flute Fruit Saga thing, when Gyro gives him a small little airplane in a box. And he's trying to fight the Beagle Boys in it, and he rips off the joystick, and he goes, oh, I broke it. (laughs) 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 So he manages to get the missile to blow up the jets, 
and then lands right on top of Gyro's barn, destroying all the satellite dishes. Luckily. And Armstrong's really angry now. He is not a happy robot. And so Launchpad and the kids get off the Joyrider, get on the ground, and then Launchpad ducks just in time to avoid getting his head punched off by Armstrong. Yeah, that animation is great. It is really good. <laughs> Launchpad runs around the barn, tries to climb back up to the Joyrider. When what happens? He grabs the lever that releases all the water on accident. And of it course, it's an accident. <laughs> and it ends up shorting out Armstrong. Who blows into a million pieces. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so all all these, you know, Armstrong's destroyed. The little, um, the prison is, it goes away, so no more duck blur. Launchpad, I mean, Scrooge <laughs> and Gyro are fine. And Scrooge tells, doesn't Scrooge tell Launchpad you won where it really counted? Yep. So how does our episode wrap up? So then, <laughs> I love this. So then they're back at the manor, and um, they're having hot chocolate again. And the ne the nephews have two marshmallows, and they're super excited that they have that again. But Scrooge Ooh. has <laughs> in his. And Duckworth says, it's inefficient. <laughs> Duckworth is so sassy. I love him. <laughs> And Efficiency has its place, but not in my <laughs> hot chocolate. <laughs> and then he said he gives him three marshmallows. I think there was a story to be told here with Duckworth losing his job to Armstrong. For sure. I guess they probably just ran out of time. <laughs> so so let's let's talk a bit. I mean, I might be I don't know if you've seen it recently, but I have. So I'm a bit bit more familiar with it, I'm sure, at the moment. The Tailspin episode that uses the exact same plot, which yeah. is which is not unusual. I mean, Allowance Day and the Time Bandit and Scrooge's Last Adventure and Barely Alive, all the same plots. I believe all four of those episodes were done by David Weimers and Ken Goons. <laughs> um, this one obviously wasn't, but... Is it called From Here to Machinery? Yes, Okay. okay, so it shows just how far Disney afternoon riding had gone already because DuckTales is like seeped in 80s tropes. The robot turns evil just cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas in Tailspin, the robot never turns evil. It's much more mature in that it, it builds on the idea that since the robot beat Baloo, it puts all pilots out of business. And... And it cripples the airline industry because no nobody wants to fly anymore because because con industry is going to make all these robots instead. That's the drama. It has nothing to do with robots turning evil. Yeah, and it's, and it's, the conflict and it, just straight up that it's not as like it doesn't know like nuance in like a difficult situation, which is is more like real life problems. Tailspin is like ridiculously nuanced. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't, I mean, in the DuckTales episode, Launchpad lost, but the only person he's letting down seems to be himself. In the Tailspin episode, Baloo is, when Baloo races against the robot, it's for everybody. I mean, yeah, it's there's, like a, there's a John scene, <laughs> yeah, there's a scene when like the, um, the freelance pilots are like, if you screw up this one, we're out of jobs. And Khan's pilots are like, if you screw this one up, we're out of jobs. And Rebecca's like, yeah, if you screw this one up, we're out of business. So <laughs> it really, it's so much more nuanced and so much smarter. And and the problem with the robot, again, is not because it turns evil. It's because it can't think on the fly. So when the air pirates show up and attack the plane that the, the robot's piloting, it can't deviate from its programming, so Baloo has to come in and save Khan. So much smarter. It's funny how I think Tailspin has a smarter plot and the better writing, but that one was a Sun Wu episode, which means by default, the DuckTales episode looks better. Yeah. So they both have their strengths, 
But I think every time Tailspin stole a DuckTales plot, it did it better. I will say right now, again, I really want to talk about some Tailspin. Because I think nothing will ever replace Darkwing and DuckTales as my favorite Disney shows. But if you were to say what's the best Disney show, I would tell you Tailspin in a heartbeat. It's, it I is. need what? to revisit it. You really love, do need to revisit it. I would love to revisit it because I definitely watched it a lot. I got, I was sick a couple of weeks ago, which is why we're recording as late as we are. We probably would have had this episode done a while back. I lost my voice, so I couldn't record. So I spent a few days at home blowing through Tailspin. <laughs> I got 65 episodes done in like a week and a half. Nice. So I've done that. I did all 100 DuckTales episodes since about December. So I watched a lot of Disney Afternoon in a very short <laughs> period of time. I don't know what I'm going to watch next. I'll tell you, it won't be Darkwing or it won't be Rescue Rangers. I don't know what it's going to be, if anything. Um, but anyway. For sure, for me, that I'm the most familiar with. Which one? Is Darkwing and Rescue Rangers. We'll have to find a Actually, Rescue Rangers no. to talk about at some point. DuckTales and Darkwing and yeah. then Rescue Rangers. <laughs> yeah, DuckTales and Darkwing. You can name an episode. I'll tell you what happens in either one of those. But other shows, it's a little bit harder. And if you name a yeah. Rescue Rangers episode, I might be like, I don't know what happens in that one. Nimnol, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Gummy Bears and, um, and Goof Troop that I really don't remember. And whenever I like someone talks about an episode it's like oh yeah <laughs> i know that I, I will i know the good goof troop episodes very well but there's a ton of goof troop episodes i don't remember at all like at yeah. all but the and good ones i could tell you everything that happens in the good episodes but there aren't a lot of good goof troop episodes the good ones are really good but yeah, anyway, because so, I've watched it so much as a kid. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever find an excuse to do a Goof Troop episode. I think our stopping point <laughs> is Darkwing. The one but, um, episode where Max has a Quacker Jack watch. That isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we were to do one, it would be a Pete heavy episode because at least it's Jim Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as for Armstrong, Tiff, what would you rate it? Remember, we're doing Lucky Dimes, not gas gun canisters. <laughs> Five dimes for sure. Me too. 50 cents straight out. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's not the funniest. It's not the most well-written, but it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. It's just a fun episode. Yeah. It's and a good one for Launchpad, too. I loved it when I was a kid, too. I did too. I loved it as well. It was one of the, it was one of my favorites. Um, I was gonna mention this before. What's cool in like a kind of storytelling um, way? They do this a lot in horror movies, but they do it in this episode where like when you have certain characters like robots or monsters, if you're like showing them be when they're like nice, they make them look very human, and they change the look and what they do to like crazier and crazier as it goes on. And they totally well, do that in this where like Armstrong's just standing straight up, you know? Well, like, you've been, you've been with me for Armstrong, Robotica and Mel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's you like, love, you love your robots. <laughs> yep. He's like super, just a regular Android at the beginning. And then when he gets all crazy, he's just permanently on his wheels and uh -huh. arms are just like flailing like crazy. <laughs> I want to get to the sequel at some point, Robot Robbers, because I do love that episode too. And yeah. Launchpad's in it, so it's a good excuse to do it. <laughs> so Don't they mention Armstrong in that one? They don't mention him by name, but um, Scrooge does say the last robot you invented took over the, tried to take over the world. And <laughs> from this episode on, Scrooge is not a fan of robots, as we saw with Robotica. <laughs> And the GICU too. Continuously brought up Armstrong. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and technically, beware the buddy system from DuckTales 2017 riffs on this episode too. Oh wait, don't they have Armstrong's head in in Scrooge's garage in the DuckTales 2017? Yes, they do. 
Yes, they do. Um, and kind of, in a way, the Darkwing episode Star Cross Circuits has this kind of plot, too, where Launchpad gets replaced by the robots that, that Drake uses. Yep. But but it's not nearly done as well, where we don't really... <laughs> you feel like it's going to be a Launchpad episode, and then it's kind of not. That episode's silly. It is really silly. It could have been. It could. It could have been better. But it's you know, Darkwing Duck season two on ABC. They they really weren't winners for the most part. That's um, another one that reminds me of that future of another Futurama with um the ship, the planet. Oh Express. yeah, the Planet Express <laughs> ship that falls in love with Bender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, all right. So we are the Saint Canard Files, our Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps and YouTube. Um, and Tiff, do you have anything you want to plug or, um, mention tonight? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is at Tiffany Silverbron or at Regurgitating Gertie. And my YouTube is at Radioactiffany or at CarneyTube. Cool. All right. <laughs> um, I want to mention that print you should, you showed me a few weeks ago where Tiffany drew as many Disney alligators as she could think of. <laughs> and it was so specific, I couldn't even get all of them. Yeah, it was, um, pretty, <laughs> it was pretty difficult thinking of all of those. <laughs> before we go off mic, I want you to tell me what all of them are. Um, right. But I I, caught, I I think I caught all the Disney Afternoon ones. Sewer Nose to Bergerac, um, Gumbo, um, Trader Moe from Tailspin. Um, a few of those. So anyway... Until next week, everybody. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another episode of DuckTales, maybe a Darkwing comic. I don't know. Um, but it'll be something fun, as always. So until next week, everybody, stay away from killer robots and stay <laughs> dangerous. Bye. Take care, everybody.